Hey guys, it's Scott. I just want to thank you for tuning into the Blue Ridge Church podcast. You know, I hope this is encouraging to you. I hope it's inspiring to you. And I pray most of all, it's going to help you on your faith journey. So enjoy today. Hey, it's great to see you. I want to welcome you again to Blue Ridge Church, whether you're streaming with us, our online campus, or you're here. Uh, Those of you that are here for the first time, thank you for joining us this morning. Very special morning as we celebrated uh, with those families that dedicated their children to the Lord and those that took their next right step in baptism. Man, that just does my heart good to see that and just so proud of those families and those individuals and really glad that you could be here to celebrate with them as well. So today we're kicking off our our Christmas series for the year so cleverly titled Christmas 2021, right? We're, we're praying and seeking the Lord's guidance about next year, but we're leaning really close to, you know, Christmas 2022. But it is Christmas. And if you're not ready, Christmas will be here in 20 days. Do you realize this? And I don't know about you, but I enjoy Christmas time. I always enjoy our Christmas series. I like the, uh, the music. I love, you know, decorations, driving around, seeing people's lights and things and Christmas trees. I love the food, the fellowship with family and friends. How about Christmas movies? You enjoy Christmas movies? You know, we watch the same Christmas movies every year and I enjoy Christmas music. As well, it is already on the radio stations. It's been on before Thanksgiving. Uh, But I got to be honest, about the 26th or 27th, I'm done with it. You know, I'm ready for the station to get back to whatever, you know, genre you're listening to. Uh, But what we're going to do in this series is we're going to look at some Christmas songs. We're going to look at some Christmas carols, you know, that that we sing over and over Year in, year out, they've stood the test of time. And, and so each week I want to look at one song, and then we're going to look at some lyrics within that song. And I think maybe your reaction will kind of be like my reaction. You know, wow, I didn't know that's what that meant. I didn't know what that, that's what that said, or I didn't know I could draw that out of Scripture, and it ties back how they wrote this song. This is what they were meaning from the Scripture. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And then each week, what we're going to do is we're going to have our worship team sing that song as well. So today, it's really no uh, you know, secret what we're going to talk about, the song we're going to talk about. But, oh, come all ye faithful. This has been sung for years and years and years. And, and, and you look at that first sentence, and that's where I want to focus today, the very first sentence of that song. Oh, come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. And you hear that, and maybe you start to feel, you know, maybe not so good. Maybe, maybe you feel a little bit of shame or, or a little bit of guilt, or you're worried about where your faith is. You know, the very first part of that, O Come All Ye Faithful, in the original writing, that's said 32 times throughout the song, O Come All Ye Faithful. And you hear that over and over, O Come All Ye Faithful. And the more we hear it, maybe our mind drifts to times when we, we haven't been that faithful to God, right? Maybe there's been times when he's called us to, to do something, to serve in a certain way or to, to help in a certain way or to minister to somebody in a certain way or to reach out to our neighbor or just simply invite them to church. And we're looking at our lives and we're like, you know, I just, I haven't done that. I haven't been faithful in that area of my life. Or, you know, a lot of times we let our fears kind of take over our life and we let our fears drive us instead of our faith. 
Or maybe for some of you, you know, you, you remember when you did what these young, young men and women did today. They, they baptized, were baptized, and you remember when you accepted Christ. But now you look at your faith, and you're like, well, it's kind of it's fallen off a little bit. It's kind of it's fizzled out. Or maybe you're watching, or you're here, and you're like, I, I don't have faith in Christ. I don't believe in Christ. That sentence doesn't do anything for me at all. And because of that, and we hear that, oh, come all you faithful, we can feel defeated. We can hear those lyrics and think, man, I'm not really all that faithful. So maybe it's the first part of that first line that gets you, or, or maybe it's the second part. It's the, it's the joyful part. Your faith is fine. You're doing fine on the faith front, but you don't have a lot of joy in your life. Because let's be honest, Christmas is not always the most wonderful time of the year, is it? For a lot of people, it's not a joyful time. Some of you are facing a, a table this year that's going to have an empty chair. There's a loved one that's not going to be in your life. Or maybe you've had a, a relationship end, and, and the person you cared about so much is going to be celebrating Christmas somewhere else. Maybe you're discouraged with your health or discouraged with your work or you're struggling in some way. You're, you're looking for God. He's nowhere to be found. It, Christmas can be difficult. So maybe your faith is fine. It's the joy thing that you struggle with. Any little thing happens in your life and the joy is gone. And, and quite honestly, this is a season when joy can be taken away from us. Pretty quickly, joy leaves my life if I have to go shopping. I'm just telling you, especially this time of year, if I've got to go into a store, I lose joy pretty quickly. Thank the Lord for online shopping, right? If anything good came out of uh, COVID and all these lockdowns, it's the fact you can get anything delivered to your house, anything. It's amazing. You can even get a car now delivered right to your house. You don't have to go shopping. So for me, that's kind of where I lose joy. Now, if you like to shop and you shop in all the local stores and you love to get out and go shopping, if you shop between Thanksgiving and, and Christmas Eve, God bless you. <laughs> if you can do that and not lose your Christianity, you don't even have to worry about the first part of what we're talking about today. All right, you have got the faith thing down. You just check that and, and you can tune out until we get to... The, the rest of it. But the truth is, in all seriousness, it, it's easy to lose our joy. Or maybe it's the third part, it's the triumphant part. I, I don't feel very triumphant right now in my life. I don't feel very victorious in my life. Maybe, you know, you, you, you've worked your career and now you're retired. And you're like, what's my purpose? What should I be doing with my life? I don't feel very victorious. Maybe you're in the same job you've been in for 25 years. Or again, it could be with your faith. So what I want to do is I want to talk about these three things. And then I want us to look at how we can truly be faithful and joyful and triumphant. Not just in the Christmas season, but any time of the year. So let's start with the faithful part. And I think the very first question that we have to ask and we have to be honest with ourselves is, am I always faithful? Am I always faithful 
in my relationship with Christ. And again, I know there's some of you here, some of you watching, you don't have that relationship with Christ yet. So you can kind of just take this in. But if you do have a relationship with Christ, just ask that question. Am I always faithful? And the truth is, we're not. That's not a question to make us feel bad. The, the answer is, truthfully, we're not always faithful in our walk with Christ. And the good news is, that's not just who Jesus calls. Oh, come all ye faithful, right? As a matter of fact, he doesn't call us when we're faithful at all, right? Not initially, So who does Jesus call? What types of people does Jesus call to have a relationship with him? And if we look at the scripture, uh, first we know that Jesus calls the weary, right? And the heavy burdened. That's where he found a lot of us. Before we started a relationship with him, we were weary. We were carrying heavy burdens. We were looking for some type of relief. Matthew 11, 28. First verse on the outline. Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I'll give you rest. That's where a lot of us are this time of year. We're weary. We're carrying heavy burdens. What other type of people does Christ call? Well, we know he calls sick people, right? The, the reference in the Bible is, is sinners. Look at Matthew nine twelve. When Jesus heard this, he said, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. Then he added, now go and learn the meaning of scripture. I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices. For I've come to call not those who think they're righteous, but those who know they're sinners. So you could almost rewrite this song. And instead of, oh, come all you faith, oh, come all you sinners, weary and heavy burdened. Come to Bethlehem, come and adore him. That would make more sense. But here's the thing, and I think that the song expresses this. The good news is Jesus doesn't leave us in whatever state he finds us, right? He doesn't leave us as weary and burdened. He doesn't leave us stuck in our sin as sinners. He truly gets us to faithful, joyful, and triumphant. Because once we come to him, and once we have a relationship with him, something amazing happens. Look at 2 Corinthians 5, 17. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. Now that key word, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ, this is the one thing in the world that's equal to everybody is a relationship with Christ. Doesn't matter how much money you make. Doesn't matter your education level. Doesn't matter the color of your skin. Doesn't matter your nationality, what state you were born in, what country you were born in. Doesn't matter if you're married or single, have kids, don't have kids. It's equal to everybody. But once we enter into that relationship with Christ, we get rid of the old and we get a new life. So how does he build these three things in this song for us? How does he make us more faithful and more joyful and triumphant? Well, first of all, uh, Jesus helps us to become more faithful. Look at Hebrews 12, 2. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who what? Initiates and perfects our faith. He initiates the faith with us. He perfects our faith. So learning number one, by following Jesus and learning from Jesus, we strengthen our faith and we become more faithful. 
Oh, come all you faithful. Romans chapter 10, verse 17 says, Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word about Christ. So hearing God's word does what? It strengthens our faith. It builds our faith. It makes us more faithful. Think about it. Maybe you've been through something in your life, uh, a struggle, something you know, you're constantly dealing with, and so you found a passage of Scripture that speaks to that issue that you're dealing with, right? Maybe you put it on your mirror in your bathroom or on the refrigerator, but you've now memorized that verse. And anytime something comes up that's related to that issue you're dealing with and sparks that again, you recall that verse. And what's it do? It strengthens your faith. It builds your faith. I can do this. I can get over this fear because of this promise in Scripture. A lot of us are struggling right now. We need to find a verse. We need to find a passage of Scripture where God speaks His promises into our life to build our faith so that we keep moving through life. But when we hear God's word and we put it into action, our faith grows. He initiates our faith and he grows our faith. He's the one that makes us more faithful. What about joyful? Jesus helps us to have joy. Now, joy is one of those things that the Lord wants to build inside of us. You know how we're always talking about once you accept Christ, we want to become more like Christ through the rest of our lives? Well, those things that the Lord builds in us are found in the book of Galatians, the fruit of the Spirit, right? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those are all things through the Lord's Holy Spirit that he builds in our life. So he wants us to be full of joy. Now joy, you can't just build joy in your life by yourself, independent of Christ, right? Joy is different than happiness. Happiness depends on our current circumstances, right? Or what's going on in our life right now. Joy is much deeper than that. And here's where joy comes from. Learning number two, joy comes from our relationship with Christ. We can't have joy, in the full joy, complete joy, independent of Jesus. So we get it through our relationship with Christ. And the amazing thing is we see uh, this word joy and the implications of the joy Jesus brings in the Christmas story that we read every year. Listen to Luke chapter 2, verse 8 through 11. And it's on the screens. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring what? Great joy to all people. Not some joy, not a little joy, not good joy. Great joy to all the people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. What's the good news the angel's talking about? The Savior's being born, right? Jesus is being born, and not only is he going to save us from our sins, but he's going to help us to be more joyful. How? We no longer have to carry the impact of our sin on our shoulders. He takes that 
for us. So Jesus brought us joy that first Christmas morning and wants to continue to build that joy in our life. And we can rejoice because we're no longer in our sinful state when we have Christ. We're forgiven. And then that song talks about being triumphant, being victorious, in other words. With Christ, we can be triumphant. Not only because he battles for us and he battles with us, but because he conquered death for us. Listen to how he battles for us. Deuteronomy 20, verse 4. For the Lord your God is going with you. He will fight for you against your enemies and he will give you victory, make you triumphant. Isaiah 54, 17. No weapon forged against you will prevail. And you will refute every tongue that accuses you. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and this is their vindication from me, declares the Lord. God's always battling with us and for us. God's always got your back. You may not feel it. You may not see it. You may not understand it fully when it happens, but he's always with us. He never leaves us, and he never forsakes us, and he battles for us. You know, you can read a prophecy written about Jesus hundreds of years before Jesus was ever born that shows uh, this triumphant part, this victorious part. Listen to Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 through 7. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. That sounds pretty triumphant. Sounds like Jesus is pretty victorious. And see, the scripture's prophesying about a baby, baby Jesus that's yet to be born, who that young baby often at Christmas, that's how we see Jesus in a manger. You know, maybe uh, it reminds us of the baby Jesus when we see the manger on our mantle or in someone's yard. But this little baby, that little baby as he lays there in that manger, he is the king of kings. And the Lord of Lords, right? He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He's the Prince of Peace. He's the perfecter of our faith, right? He's the giver of eternal life and salvation. And so as that song says at the end, oh, come, let us adore him. Born the King of Angels, he's Christ the Lord. That's pretty triumphant. You can't get any more victorious than that. King of kings, Lord of lords, the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. So learning number three, we need to remember who fights with us and for us and allows us to overcome anything. We can be triumphant, not just over death because Jesus conquered physical death. We got to go through it. But we will live forever in eternity with Christ because he conquered death. But we can have victory 
Today, we can feel triumphant. Today, whether it's a spiritual battle, a mental battle, a physical battle, whatever you're facing, because Christ battles for us. He's with us. He never leaves us or forsakes us. So my prayer is that as we hear this song in the future, whether we hear it on the radio or on a TV show, when we hear that first line, oh, come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant, we will realize that we can be faithful. We can be joyful and we can be triumphant, not because of ourselves, not because we're so good and we do so well in our faith or we always bring joy everywhere we go, but because he is always faithful, right? He is always joyful and he is always triumphant. And so we can be those things as well when we have a relationship with him. Let's pray together. God, thank you so much just for Christmas and the celebration, the things that we enjoy. Lord, the the words to this song were written hundreds of years ago, but they ring true today. Lord, you're the perfecter of our faith. You make us faithful. You're the one that brought joy that very first Christmas morning so that we can experience true joy when we have a relationship with you. And Lord, sometimes we don't realize how victorious we are, how triumphant we truly are. That with you, we can accomplish anything. We can win against our enemy, the devil. Lord, we win over death. It has no power on us. So help us to remember it's because of you that we can live out the lyrics of this song. In Christ's name, amen. So today, as we finish up our service, I want us to celebrate communion together as a church family. We already celebrated one of the ordinances that Christ left us with, baptism. And so to finish today, we're going to celebrate communion. Now, if you didn't get one of those communion cups on your way in, I just want you to go ahead and raise your hand and keep it up for us. And it's going to take, because uh, some of our volunteers are old, man, it's going to take them a while <laughs> to get to the front, but just keep it up and they will bring you one of those communion cups. If you need a gluten-free wafer, raise your hand as well, because we have those available. And just when they come to you, tell them what you need, but just keep that hand up. And as they're passing those out, I'll explain how to open these cups because they can be just a little bit tricky. All you want to do is just take that cellophane wrapper off the wafer right now. Got some down here in the front to my left.
One right here, Rich. Right here in the middle. So maybe you grew up and you didn't call it communion. Maybe you called it the Lord's Supper or you called it the Eucharist. But it's a time when we get together as Christ followers and we remember what Jesus did for us. Because we celebrate Christmas, the birth of Jesus. And that is awesome and that's exciting. But Jesus had to go to the cross, right? Jesus had to go to the cross and die an excruciatingly painful death for our sin. That's what makes us triumphant. That's what gives us victory over death because Christ paid the final sacrifice for us. And so that's what we remember and acknowledge when we take communion together. So it's kind of full circle. We celebrate Jesus's birth and talking about Christmas today, but we also in a way celebrate his death because that gave us victory. He sacrificed his life for ours. And if you read the New Testament, the Apostle Paul kind of encourages us to kind of release anything maybe we're holding on to before we take uh, the Lord's Supper, anything we're struggling with. This is a great time to give it to the Lord. We all have something. And a lot of times we like to hold on to things because, oh, this isn't a big deal. I don't want to get God involved. I don't want to upset God with this. Let's just pray and out of the quietness of your heart, if there's anything you need to give the Lord, just give it to him. Let's pray. God, thank you that we can come together as a church family and not only talk about your birth, but we can remember your sacrifice for us, your death. Lord, I just pray that you would open up our hearts right now and just show us whatever it is that we've been clinging to, we've been holding on to, and really haven't turned over to you. Maybe an area of our life that we've kind of kept closed off or walled off from you. Well, I just pray that you would give us all wisdom to, to give that to you. And just out of the quietness of your heart, whatever it is, just visualize yourself kind of just passing that off to God. Man, he's so much bigger than we are and can take it. Lord, thank you that you will take whatever we're dealing with, that you're always with us. You're always battling for us. And you truly make us triumphant. Lord, help us to remember the magnitude of your sacrifice for us this morning. In Christ's name, amen. So if you're streaming with us at home, uh, hopefully you grab some bread or some crackers or some juice and some water. If not, man, run and grab something and celebrate with us to our online campus but I'm going to read from 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Paul left us some great instructions given to him by the Lord himself. And the scripture says this, For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and he gave thanks to God for it. So let's do that right now. Lord, this, this wafer, this bread, uh, that we're getting ready to take. Lord, we know this represents your body. And that your body was broken for our sin. You stood in our place, took all the weight of our sin on your shoulders and made us right with your father. Jesus, the cup that we're getting ready to take reminds us of your blood that was shed for our sin as well. Reading your word, we know in the Old Testament it says, if there's no shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness 
of sin. Lord, it's hard to imagine what you went through for us. But we thank you that you allowed your body to be broken and your blood to be poured out for us. And we remember that today. Amen. Then he broke it into pieces and he said, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me and take the bread. You can go ahead and open the cup. Verse 25, he continues, in the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you're announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. You can take the cup. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for uh, these individuals, these families this morning that took a great step of faith. Lord, we're so encouraged by them and their walk. Thank you for this church family that makes this place possible, that comes and supports and watches online and cheers these people on and prays for them. Lord, as we go through This Christmas season, I am asking for you to give a special dose of peace and comfort and love to those that are really struggling. Help us to truly remember we can be faithful and joyful and triumphant because of you. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much again for being here. I hope you have a terrific Sunday and you'll come back and see us next week. God bless you guys.